Greetings, hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of The Spirit Hunters. This is Joe. Uh, Patrick. Sarah. And Peter again. Last time we had a battle on an airship and a lot of filler bullshit if you were watching the old anime. Uh, but today, we're actually going to be covering the sequel to Saw, but this time crossed with the mummy, Brendan Fraser's Saw. You better get ready. Alright, so you want to read the... Uh, so the episode 8, Decision by Majority, or Decision X by X Majority. <laughs> X. You really don't got to say that. <laughs> Thank yeah, God. Every time. No, you don't. Uh, Kaiketsu wa uh, ta- Tasugetsu? Did I say that right? Yeah, that's, that's mostly What's funny is that you actually changed the K to a G, which is a thing that commonly happens in Japanese. But it's incorrect here, but like that was an ironically cool thing to do. Continue. <laughs> You're ironically cool, Peter. Congratulations. Yay, victory for me. Yeah, actually, this is the first time we're seeing the titles of it, because on, on Hulu, they don't subtitle the name of the episode, so it's just Japanese letters that I, we don't know. I don't know why they they just subtitle. It's just so really? easy. The Netflix does the English translation for the titles. Wait, it's on Netflix? I think we've talked... Yeah, it's on Netflix, it's on Crunchyroll, it's on Hulu. Peter, we're getting rid of we're getting rid of Hulu. I, I still want to talk about the fact that you made me sit through Hulu ads all this time, and we could have been watching this on Netflix. I didn't know it was wait, on Netflix. Re- <laughs> wait, wait, real quick, real quick. I want to mention we've talked about this before, where the Hulu subtitles are less normal anime subtitles and more subtitles for the hearing impaired. Yeah, I kind of like it because I get the, the 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 subtitles for the English dub, and it, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I, I kind of like the subtitles on the English dubs. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Everyone, do whatever you want. And we'll just compare them. How do you guys know it's on I did not realize there's a choice, and I'm going to have a long talk with Patrick on this. I didn't know it was either. It's not my fault. Okay, so continue. Yes. Before you murder each other. (laughs) No promises. Uh, The 2011 uh, release date was on November 20th, 2011. Uh, In the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. It was uh, June 11th, 2016. The manga chapters are for 14, 15, 16, and 17. Uh, the Japanese release date of the first manga chapter is June 15th, 1998. Uh, the 1999 episodes, uh, it was 12 partially, 13, and 14. The release date of the first 99 episode was on January 20th, 2000. Hey. Uh, the synopsis for the third phase... For the third phase, the candidates are abandoned at the trick at the top of the trick tower, wherein long-term criminals are kept. They are given seventy-two hours to get out alive and pass the exam. Can I, can I really quickly say that trick tower sounds like something that a '90s rapper would have talked about, like being the name of some jail where an enemy rapper had gone to? Yeah, I'm it's like, I'm, oh, he's I'm, out I'm, there I'm, in I'm trick tower. Fuck that guy. For some reason, I was imagining uh, Vanilla Ice rapping on top of the tower. With, like, this giant-ass polner of hair. I don't know why. Nice. Nice. I just remembered that it was called Trick Tower and how dumb of a name that is. <laughs> I wonder if in Japanese it's a better name, but I don't know. Tricky. Hey, it's tricky. No. Yeah, Run DMC's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With their Adidas. Oh, all right. So going into the episode. At dawn, the airship lands at the site of the f- hunter's third Hunter exams third phase, trick tower. According to Beans, um, the applicants must make it to the bottom of the tower within 72 hours alive in order to pass. Um, You can't weekend at Bernie's this. 
<laughs> wait, so wait, how are you gonna weaken and burn is it? Is it like just put like sunglasses on a corpse and throw it off the the tower? Uh, yeah, imagine if Leorio had died and they just brought him to the bottom of the tower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he passed. <laughs> it's like that one guy, but we won't spoil it. Um, and then you cut to three very creepy, scary-looking guys who are watching the examinees in um, different rooms of the tower from multiple CCT CCTV monitors. Um, could, they, could you guys tell me what those dudes looked like? Because I'm pretty sure they varied between the three versions. They looked very sketchy. The only guy I really remember, he has, like, glasses and, like, a po- long purple braid. And he's eating chips. He kind Wait, of does he like have a braid or a mohawk? Uh, I thought it was a mohawk. I think it might have been actually a mohawk. He has purple hair, for sure. Yeah. And you guys ever watch I... that show Super Jail on Adult Swim? <laughs> he's a warden? He kind of looks oh like warden yeah, a warden a little bit. He's the warden. He has the same vibe. Yeah. I, um, I, I, yeah, the, the glasses and stuff. I don't know. Did we ever get I, his uh, name? Mr. The warden. Super Jail dude or the guy here? Um, We do get his name. His name's Lippo. Yeah. Uh, the reason I asked for what the people looked like is I'm pretty sure they varied this between the different versions to include foreshadowing to characters who will show up later versus not at all in, in 2011. Sorry for skipping ahead, but we'll talk about that later. Mm. <laughs> no worries. Um, so we see examining number 86. He tries to climb down the tower from the outside, but then he gets eaten by these really creepy six lated flying mutant babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was thinking the that that movie was a, is it free free climb or something eight, or eight, eight legged freaks? No, no, no. The 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 uh, that the one about the the free climbing on the the documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, kind of remind me of that free base or no, not free base. <laughs> no, reading flying mutant babies, I just thought of like a combination of like the X Men theme from the nineties and Muppet Babies. It's like do 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 da 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 and then just the Muppet Babies theme starts playing over it. He did. They kind of looked, I don't know if it reminded me of uh, Attack on Titan, but if there was like fetus versions of the Titans. Oh, Jesus. I felt that, I felt that too. I felt that too. They looked like, uh, f- they looked like featherless uh, like chicks, but mm-hmm. like combined with like Titans. Gross. <laughs> no, actually, you know what they really reminded me of? You know when the portal to Demon World is about to open up during Chapter Black and like basically those two huge ogres show up who like are like threatening to like, you know, sexually assault women and like murder Yusuke and Hiei and then Hiei just like rips them apart by hand and it's just like they disgrace the demon race they look like that gotcha and instead they ate that one guy yeah <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of this death I thought it was really funny because that guy's acting all cocky it's like I'm gonna climb down before you guys and just gets eaten by these giant things and flown away I think so. that's a legit strategy. Like, when I first saw that, I'm like, wow, dude came prepared. And then those things showed up. I'm like, dude did not come prepared. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if he was prepared, he could have probably cut the fight them off. Or, like, you know, I don't know how well you can fight off while climbing down. And uh, already, I mean, granted, this guy was experienced. But, I mean, it, I would say that that was, like, a very easy climb down. I feel like if he, like, had brought, like, repelling gear or, like, you know, uh, like, hooks and stuff... Like, he could have done it, but, like, I think he probably got in as someone who could do, like, a combination Tough mutter Spartan Race rock climbing triathlon guy, but he doesn't have martial arts experience. I bet that's how he came in through. He's like, oh, this is the ultimate race, and then he, like, didn't realize, like, oh, fuck, I gotta fight people and monsters. 
Yeah, but that death is definitely 8 out of 10 for me just because of the cool factor and funny factor of it. I'd say, yeah, 8 out of 10 because, like, straight up, it's just like, uh, hey, I have the perfect solution. Oh, no, I don't have the perfect solution. (laughs) (laughs) My plans have failed. (laughs) Yeah, I would say about the same. It was funny. It was, like, you know, grisly enough to be, like, not like a half-assed death, but it also served a purpose, so... What do you think, Peter? I will give. I'd like to say eight, but we already have two people saying eight, so I'm going to one up you guys at eight point five. Damn! Oh, oh, you gave the IGN score. Congrats! (laughs) Oh yes. No, IGN doesn't do it anymore. Remember? Well, yeah. I thought IGN would have gave it like a a three or something. It's too much. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. That's seven point eight. (laughs) And to be fair, that was the right score for that game because Gen Three sucks. Anyways, (laughs) you suck, Joe. Get better taste in Pokemon. Anyways, so um, so after a while on the roof, Karapika and Liario realize that the number of examinees still there are starting to decrease, meaning that some have already found their way into the tower. Um, Gon discovers that there's these large stone tiles that can be flipped over in order to get inside, um, but only one tile can be used at one time by one applicant each. So... They all pick a tile to enter the tower, and they somehow all land up in the same room. What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? I don't want to think about that right now. Well, we don't know how many holes there are, so like it'd be unlikely for us to figure out any good statistics. Because we could have like looked at a top-down shot of the thing to see how many maximum tiles there were, but like I don't think these are informative statistics. I got you. Well, let's get our uh, graphing calculators and let's type, 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 <laughs> type in some numbers and we'll figure out what the odds are for them to find that and get into the other room. It's going to be another oh, wait, three wait, wait, hours. Wait. Click, 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 click. I, I just did it. Uh, I flipped my calculator over. It says boobies. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Where did you get your calculator? I clearly need to get what you have. He got he got it from Doctor Ishigaki. I was literally about to say I got it from Doctor Ishigaki. <laughs> okay, so what's the uh, where we at? Sorry. So in the room, they all they find instructions that say the five who drop into this chamber must find their way down together by consensus of majority. And there are five watches or wrist timers with two buttons on them. One button has an X and one button has an O. Uh, in Japan, uh, the X is stands for cancel, while O stands for confo- confirm. While in the West, um, the X- O is for cancel and X is to confirm. Yeah, I thought I thought that was just for like video games and stuff. No, like for the so- PlayStation. It's also like an X marks the spot thing versus like O as in the void. Oh, so like I, you see that in other oh, things too. Oh, get it? Oh, I'm dumb. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I always thought that was the PlayStation thing because like, mm-hmm. there's like okay, it's easier to hit X than O or A and B. I don't know. No, so the PlayStation thing is a result of this cultural difference where like the Japanese controller was like set up, and then they're like, oh fuck, what do we do for cultures where the association is either neutral or backwards? Yeah, I actually like that on Metal Gear that it 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 messed me up because some games actually did it where it was X and zero to conf- O to confirm X to cancel. So Metal Gear Solid, I tried to start the game up and I kept leaving to the title <laughs> screen. It's like what the fuck? I was like, oh, you have to hit the O button to start it. Your okay. first challenge, the title yeah. screen. No, so so that that that's like 
interesting because it's at least a systematic change. What fucks me up is when people make on Nintendo consoles make B the confirm button, and like there's not a cultural reason for it. They just do it. Like it's like what the fuck are you doing? It, it's because the button mapping, and this is probably because Xbox Xbox the A buttons below and uh, B's to the right. Whereas that's probably part of it. Well, yeah. I think some of it, like so, Dark Souls on the Switch has this problem, and I think it's because it's based on the PlayStation like controls. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, I don't know. They need to like get that conformity going or else I'm just going to like rip my head off. <laughs> or they need to make everything remappable at the hardware level? Nah, dude, that's <laughs> no, why would we do that? It's Anyways, inconvenient. <laughs> so then you hear over a voice from above, and it turns out to be Lippo, the guy from earlier. He's the prison warden of Trick Tower and the third phase examiner. Um, he says that they'll need a fifth person in order to advance further to the tower because they chose the majority's rules route. Um, oh, wait, can I make a prediction who it is? Yes. Who do I, you think I think it's the Mass Fighter. The Mass Fighter? I think yeah. it's John Cena. Any other any other guesses? Uh, I think it's Gintama. It yeah. must be. Yeah. He yeah. breaks into every other anime, so why not? He just breaks in. like, I can get out of this tower. Just gets a rocket launcher, blows the fucking tower up, and gets a ladder. I don't know why you guys are struggling so hard. Just take the ladder down. Okay. Um, so, for the majority rules, this is how it works. They had to vote for certain choices in the tower um, between two options. And the tr- option that has the most vo- votes wins. Um, he tells... A pr- um, when he, Lippo, he cuts off the announcement and then he tells um, the prisoners to get ready in into position because the test is about to begin. It takes about two hours for the fifth person to finally show up, and it's da 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 drum roll, Tampa, favorite snake. <laughs> oh, my favorite! <laughs> Truly, a well-developed character. And so a door opens when Tompa appears, and they all have to vote whether to open it or not. Everyone except Tompa votes to open it, which he tries to pass off as a mistake. But Liario is like, "Dude, what the hell? This is that's BS." Imagine everyone pressing X and you're just stuck there for the rest of the exam. (laughs) (laughs) Truly game breaking. (laughs) It's like, no, we're not gonna do this. uh, uh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, from like a a game design and game theory perspective, this is a really badly set up section of the test. (laughs) It's like, no, we chose not to. (laughs) To go forward or to stand there? No, because it assumes everyone has the same like goals. Or at least that the overcoming of people with aberrant goals is, like, not that big of a, a deal. But, like, you could say, like, oh, people like Tonpa are rare. It's like, yes, but Tonpa has literally been doing this for 35 years. So you would think that the hunter, like, the hunter, uh, the hunter exam committee would be like, yo, that Tonpa dude is doing this shit again. Don't fucking do this. You know, I, actually, I was realizing when I was watching the, the manga, the anime, but the dub at least, that uh, Tonpa has the same voice as another another sort of negative sort of screw people over character. It was um, uh, the one character, the one ghost character from uh, Mob Psycho. What's his name? Uh, oh, Dimple? Dimple? Yeah, Dimple. It's the same voice That's as awesome. Dimple. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I, so, I haven't watched it. Uh, I Well, I, yeah, I didn't realize. That's awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. I thought you were going to say it was fucking, like, uh, Joe Pesci or some shit. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Joe Pesci voices Tonpa in the dub. <laughs> hey, one of my funny 
Oh, am I funny to you, Karapika, huh? What am I, haha funny? <laughs> Y'all want soda, huh? <laughs> Smash their head against the wall. Anyways. So the door leads to a room which has one door on the left and one on the right. Um, Gon and Liario decide the left door while the rest choose the right. And Karapa explains that most people choose to go left, so it would be better to go right just in case the examiners are trying to trick them, um, which kind of just proves that Gon and Liario were just kind of simple, straightforward dudes and wouldn't have really thought about that. My my thing is, why didn't they think about that? What about, you know, they think that they know it's not going to be on the left and they're going to choose the right side. So they make it the left side anyways because they knew they're not going to choose the left side, but the right side because they thought the left side is the one that's booby-trapped. This is why Gon has it right. If no, you no. think about it too hard, exactly. it, it, it just so, will work out for you. Yes, exactly. Karapikia even says this later, like when they're talking about the candles. He's just like, you know what? We're just getting in a thought loop. Really just choose at random. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the team finds themselves in a large room that has like a platform um, in the middle and on the other side is five prisoners from the tower who have been hired as examiners. For the team to advance, they have to beat at least three prisoners in a challenge and Lippo, um, he explains that there are no draws and that for every hour that the prisoners delay the examinees, they get a year off their sentence. So they can, their goal is to make this last as long as possible. Um, the first prisoner that's up is Ben Dot or Beno. I forgot how it was pronounced. Yeah, how, um, how did they say it? Benoit? Benoit? Is it like... No, I no, they definitely didn't say that. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm going to call him Ben Dot. <laughs> ben Dot. We'll call him Ben.com. Ben.com. <laughs> ben Dot, oh I guess. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> ben Dot. Ben Dot.com. I'm going to call him Ben Dot.com. <laughs> Waiting for Bendo. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for Bendo. So he's been sentenced to 199 years for robbery and murder. Um, Damn. Tampa is the first of... To volunteers to go first, he says it's yeah, it's my way for making up for being like a shady little bitch the whole time, and he and so Ben Dot and Talpa square up to fight um, to the death, and there's this very badass red lightning and like fire coming out of everyone's eyes that they gear up to battle it out, and then and Talpa immediately gives up. And he's like, yeah, I actually never wanted to become a fighter. I just wanted to mess with everyone and screw him over. Which... Imagine if he's like, nope, it's to the death, and just start wailing on him. Oh, he actually, like, fought. She's <laughs> like, no, I made a major mistake. <laughs> to give props for props to you, you have to be really dedicated to risk your life and limb just to prank a bunch of guys. I know, it's like the ultimate troll. It's like it's like I'm risking my life to die to 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 prank you guys. It's like to this Tomba my YouTube channel, click <laughs> like and subscribe. Hunter He'd make a killing off that. <laughs> like, Quite literally. Hunter exam fail, not clickbait. Hunter exam gone I'll, wrong. I'll get into the uh, <laughs> I'll get into the differences with this in the '99 version where they actually kind of go in and explore this. <laughs> And so when he goes up, it's on to the next um, round, which it the next prisoner is Sidokan. 
Um, he was sentenced to 149 years for serial bombings. Gon uh, volunteers to face him, and the episode ends just before their match, and their narrator reveals that only 49, uh, 39 of the 40 applicants um, are left. Yeah, I'm getting really, really big uh, Timothy McVeigh vibes from this guy. Yeah, uh, not, not exactly. I don't know. If you ever, like, look into Timothy McVeigh, it was pretty different. Um, I guess. I don't know. I guess Ted like, Chikinsky, maybe? Both of them were, had, like, political angles. Uh, that, I guess. Like, I don't I think don't this know. dude had. I think this dude was just in it for fun. I gotcha. Um, but, like, I was going to say, I think it's really funny that they're like, oh, 40, I mean 39. You know, as opposed to just telling you how many people are left, they have to, like, include, they have to, like, mention, like, remember that dude who died? He died. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> He's dead. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, Patrick, so- you want to talk about the manga? Sure. Um, the, the, the manga prominently shows the other named candidates on the tower, but not the 2000... 2000- 11 one is much so i guess there's it shows a lot of the, the you know the prominent characters it, it's the other one's like oh just people on the roof hmm. chilling out and uh and the one thing i noticed is that they show the hidden floors immediately versus you know people disappearing and then they're saying oh look at there's hidden floors so it shows the one guy going through the hidden floor before gone points it out versus you know gone uh just finding it out um you know tampa doing poses and and aces and any suspense whatsoever are completely absent, mostly because it's just a manga. So it's like, hey, let's start. I surrender. But oh, so instead of like that scene where it's like he's getting all fired up. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, no, it just surrenders. Which His ultimate fighting pose. <laughs> give up. The the yeah. ultimate Joseph Joestar <laughs> starts with his ultimate attack. Gotcha. And yeah, they start. Yeah, get on the floor and gives up. So, uh, yep, that's it. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. These last couple episodes are really close to the. To the anime for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so in the 99 Mom, version, the dude who gets eaten, instead of getting eaten, like, he, you just hear him screaming, and then all of a sudden he's just comatose in the bird's hands and gets carried away. So, like, again, like, very PG-13. They're like, what could happen to this guy? He's just like, ah! And then you just see him kind of asleep in the bird's hand. That's like some Tom and Jerry level shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they jump into the tower, they do this incredibly gratuitous, completely unnecessary 3D rotation and pan around the group of them jumping in as a circle. And this was very common in the 90s to do these rotation shots. Like, as mentioned before, like, the idea of, like, oh, we're going to do, you know, cool, realistic film techniques. Remember, The Matrix had come out the year before. I was before. about to point that out. I was like, yeah, it's like, it's like Matrix, Matrix-esque. Which, yeah, by the way, started filming Matrix. Matrix 4, so get yeah, hype. Th- this is very much the Matrix, and like this scene, this shot is incredibly famous in the '99 fandom to the point where it's in like the majority of the music videos for uh, the majority of the AMVs for Hunter Hunter from the Lot, one. Lots of uh, lots of puddle of mud, uh, lots of um, you know the smack, yeah, Limp smack, Biscuit, smack for bitch up, you know, <laughs> Lincoln Park, <laughs> Lincoln, good old Lincoln Park too, yeah. So uh, Tanpa's surrender plays out basically like it does in the manga, where it's just like, oh, I surrender, ha ha ha. Uh, here, Tanpa explains that he likes uh, being str- like very strong to the point where he can get far enough into the exam to fuck people over and kill them. Wow. And th- yeah, and he's like, that's what I enjoy. This is what I do. Like, which makes me wonder, like, what is his day job? What does he do during the rest of the year? Is Serial he like killer. a firefighter? Like, is that like how he's like su- in such good shape that he can do this shit? 
Maybe. He's kind of a fatty, so I don't know what's going on. No, he's a fatty, but he's, like, incredibly athletic. He ran 80 kilometers with a bunch of people, including, like, upstairs. He fought off a bunch of shit. Like, the dude has to be, like, in a physical profession to be like this or spend way too much time in the gym for his, like, once a year kill people fest. It might have been, like, a race thing, too. Oh yeah, he might be like a marathon runner or like he. <laughs> well, no, really like, maybe like maybe it's like one of his people are like you know very you know very like tone or like in the cliffs in the mountains like high up altitudes. So He's like a ninja um, warrior guy. Yes, like sort of like the um uh, what's it called the the Appalachians? No, not is that it? No, the ones in uh the ones on the Mount Everest. I can't remember what their the name is. Oh, the the group of people. Yeah, I can't remember what the name was. Oh, they're they're called the um, Sherpas. Sherpas, yeah. Yeah. Maybe something like that where they're, they're more inclined to that sort of thing. Because they live I, at a yeah. higher altitude. I just, yeah, I wonder what he does. Because, like, he's clearly not, like, a fighter. Because he, when Kurapika talks about, like, what could have happened with Ben Dot or whatever, he, like, freaks out. So, like, he has to be athletic, but maybe not a martial artist. I don't know. Um, yeah. So they routinely draw, uh, this is like a commentary generally, but I just really noticed it here. They routinely draw Gon as shorter than Kulua by a decent amount, which is not true in either the 2011 version or the manga. That's interesting. And I think, yeah, they really emphasize Gon as like a younger kid here. Um, so the warden is eating Pocky instead of chips in this one. What a weeb. <laughs> what a weeb. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mentioned it earlier, but the group of people he's with when he's first revealed is different. I forget if that's in 99 or in the manga, but it's basically a guy who shows up later in the series who's with gotcha. him. Interesting. All right, so let's move on to episode nine. Do you want to enter that, Peter? Yeah, sure. Episode nine, beware of prisoners. Or beware X of X prisoners. You just have oh, to Oh, former yeah. prisoners? Yeah, former <laughs> prisoners. <laughs> Uh, Shujin ni, uh, Shujin ni uh, Gyojin? Mm-hmm. I hope I get that right. Yeah, uh, it it's, it's Shujin ni Goyojin. Goyojin. Oh. <laughs> you got weep checked, Peter. How's uh, it feel? <laughs> uh, pretty appropriate. I'd rather be corrected on this. <laughs> All right. Uh, the 2011 was released on November 27th of 2011, uh, June 18th on 2016 for US. Uh, the manga chapters were 17 and 18. The Japanese release date of the first manga chapter was July 6th, uh, 1998. And then the 1999 was episode 14. And the release date uh, on Japan was January 29th, 2000. Good year. Yeah. All right. So the synopsis is gone. Faces off against Sedokin and uh, Majitani. Wait. He doesn't fight Majitani, does yeah, he? Yeah, he does. No, it, no, no, it's and Majitani. Uh, Majitani yeah, and oh, yeah. 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 it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gon faces off against uh, Sadokan, and Majitani faces off against Kurapika, who reveals a startling and scary secret. Ooh. He's, he's secretly a, go- a, go- a ghosty. He's been uh, dead the whole time. <laughs> Six cent spoilers. All right, so... Uh, Gon now faces against Sidokan, who happens to be not really a strong dude and doesn't enjoy fighting, jumping, or really doing anything physically, kind of like me. Uh, all stuff that Gon still likes is a lot more than thinking. Uh, so Sidokan, Sidokan, or Sidokan, 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 
Seto Kaiba. Seto Kaiba proposes a game to see what to see who can make a candle burn the longest. What? It wasn't a children's card game. Should have been. They're both children. Actually, I don't know. Sudokan. Yeah, he seemed like I, an adult. Like I'm in pretty his sure he's like in his early twenties. Yeah, he struck me as like the old, uh, the anarchist type, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He he's the bomb. Uh, he presents <laughs> he presents one long candle and one short candle. Time to choose one by majority rule. Obviously, you should choose a long candle. I mean, why wouldn't you choose that one? That's the last longer. Uh, Kurapika and Leorio talk about the dilemma of choosing a candle, since there's no way of knowing which one has been tampered with. Cue to a cute scene with Chibi Leorio and Chibi Kurapika playing cards. Yeah, so, uh, uh, no, I think, yeah, yeah, they're just playing card games. Yeah. Being, being I, presented I think they're with playing an, Old Maid. Yeah, that's a good game. Uh, or they could pl- be playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, <laughs> being presented with an obvious biased choice actually increases suspicion and seizes up on the decision to make pro to decision making process. So, like I was saying before, it's like, oh, maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Sort of that that loop that Joe mentioned before earlier. And uh, yeah, making the wrong choices would hit harder f- physiologically. Crap. Psycho- psychologically. Psychologically. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hit harder psych- psychologically. Kropika tells Gon that they'll vote whatever he chooses and that they'll trust his judgment. Poor choice in that one. Uh, Gon chooses the longer candle since it's the obvious choice. I mean, longer is, you know, better, you know, obviously. Uh, he and Sido Khan light their candles of choice. As Lippo watches from the CCTV, Maika laughing and eating chips with his, uh, his mask on with the little cheeks and the white face paint. Uh... Saw reference. Uh, strong oh. <laughs> winds. Yeah, I was, I was like confused there for a second. Yeah, I'm always confused. Uh, s- strong winds appear from below so that they have to stay still to keep the candles burning. I don't know. Do you think it's just winds that are natural or just, you know, fans that they turned on? I think it's fans from below. They're like, kind of mess with them. <laughs> There's no way wind will come up like that in a tower. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you ever go to like really old, like, castles and stuff there are drafts that go through right but from openings and such like th- this was a pretty enclosed time i mean this is supposed to be a prison so no i understand but i'm saying there might be windows with bars you know yeah it might be like below there like maybe uh, coming windows up. part below <laughs> okay lots of I windows mean, yeah they're, they're on a really high floor right now so yeah it's pretty high up so there's probably like like little windows for ventilation and shit like that or maybe they're just giant fans we don't know uh maybe one of us will fall down figure it out (laughs) we'll push joe anyways uh anyways turns out gone's candle has been oil soaked which makes the flame stronger and the candle burn faster midway so it looks fine to begin with but it all suddenly it's like when it's like blow starts lighting up like a like a the fuse on like a firework and so it turns out Sidokin actually had four candles and would have given Gon an oil-soaking one no matter the length. So he was hiding him, like, behind him. Like, he was laying on the ground. You see the candles, and he's, like, reaching for him. There's, like, three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing the strong flame of his candle won't blow out in his strong winds, Gon puts it down and sprints towards Sidokin and blows his candle out. I don't know why he didn't think that would happen sooner. So I guess because uh, I was thinking about this when you first said it, and like I was kind of agreeing when you first said it when we watched this. Yeah. Uh, but I was kind of thinking about it, and it's like it was the sense of like any movement could probably set the candle off because it was like a really light flame. Mm-hmm. And I guess the they initially thought that the whole point was like it, it was wasting time of they're going to wait for the candles to melt. I it's going to take forever. But really, he was like, "No, I'm I'm going for the win here. I rigged the candle to lose no matter what." Oh yeah, it's like oh yeah, uh, yeah. let's blow it out then. The why I, he- I also think. 
Gon like points out like you know basically if it had been a normal candle it would have gone out by doing this but because it's burning so intensely I can just put it down and like not care about it yeah so yeah so that's basically you know blew it out it's like oh I guess I lost and then Lippo and Lippo and his chips are his chips are very oh Oh, okay his chips (laughs) are very depressed yeah he because he's eating i was making a joke because like every scene he shows up he's just eating Eating those chips he's like i'll take a potato chip corrected it to eat it i I initially corrected it to chaps because i thought that's what you meant and then i re like i rewatched the episode i'm like oh wait chips shit chips man He's eating his chaps. No, I, I thought it was like Lippo and his chaps are very impressed. I'm oh, like Sarah. Wh- yeah. I'm like Sarah. Why did you write yeah. this? Yeah. Um, an odd sound note: the noise they play when Gon blows out the candle is dosu, the sound of a blade cutting through flesh. Huh. That's the Japanese onomatopoeia for like any time you hear a blade cutting through flesh in anime, it's that noise. Dosu. It's not desu. Yeah. Desu. No, it, it, it's it's like dosu. That, that's another anime. Imagine if they did that and it's like that girl is just desu. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. And then, all right, so he lost that and went back disappointed and sad. And everyone's, everyone's like, uh, 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 pranking on him and, like, making fun of him. And the next match between Karapika and Majitani begin, begins. Majitani, who has an 800-year sentence for multiple crimes like fraud and blackmail. 108. Uh, I said 108. Yeah. Oh, it's not like you said 800. Oh, 800. Yeah. I had 108. I think he said okay. Yeah. But, cool. uh... Either way, he's going to be dead by the time he gets out. So, <laughs> what what's the difference at that point? He's serving some real he, he he's serving some real Frankenstein monster looks and thinks he's very scurry. Uh, brags about how he's killed nineteen people so far and getting a heart tattoo for each kill, and how Karapika will be the twentieth to make things even. Yeah, you know what? I I don't know. I would have like once I get the nineteenth, I'm like uh, I'm just going to kick something, kill something, just so I can even it out i mean you know once you're in that killing spree i mean what's one more person nearby right yeah, even that's that true. out you could just kill the other guy in the tattoo shop be like it's my turn now yeah and your tattoos it it's like really <laughs> shitty it's like sorry i killed the tattooers to even it out but you know what are you gonna do it I'll just get looks a like a it just looks like a dick yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get i'll get it even i'll get it uh, i'll get it covered up uh after this match is over all right, so Majitani proposes a death match without weapons, where one must die or surrender to finish the match. So, sort of how Topo and the other guy at the beginning fought. Uh, well, I guess fought in loose terms. Majitani explains Karapika to be scared shitless. Oh, no, sorry. Majitani expects Karapika to be scared shitless, but Karapika's like, yeah, whatever, dude, let's do it. Come on, I don't got all day. I got, uh, I got some uh, hunter stuff to get done. So I'd like to add, uh, mm-hmm. we kind of a little bit past this, but it's funny that like he was, um, he was dissing the the guy before him about how he was like relying on cheap tricks. Mm-hmm. When here he is, basically trying to rely on cheap scare tactics. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we don't Dramatic know. Dramatic irony. I mean, what are you talking about? This guy's like pumped. He's like gonna kill Karapika. Karapika. <laughs> I mean, Yo, look I've how seen Jack that dude is. punch a hole in stone before. I, I don't think that's happened yet, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> he seems strong I, enough to be. I hear he's shredded. He's ripped. <laughs> he's got tattoos. I mean, that's got to that's gotta be a sign for something, right? You don't have to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cue dude from that skit, Majitani's a punk bitch. It <laughs> <laughs> just starts choking <laughs> God, I fucking love that. I love that skit so much. Uh, but Majitani gets ready, pumps up his muscles to get bigger like younger Toguro, and punches at Karapika. He misses, but his punch is strong enough to break the floor. Oh, there it is. 
So yeah, no, I think I don't know, guys. I think Krapika is going to be screwed on this one. Uh, and then Machitani turns around, and everyone notices a weird spider tattoo on his back. It looks like a spider with twelve legs. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Yeah, I remember it being uh, like having multiple legs, and also being kind of very a little messier than you would expect from like a tattoo. But also, I guess, pretty intimidating looking. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely it's definitely looks like a. Uh, it's and actually, it's it turns out to be another one of his ways to intimidate people, along with his modified steel hands, which aren't shown in this one, but the the knuckles in his hands are actually steel. He's like a Wolverine. Yeah, except instead of claws, just like a giant plate. <laughs> and 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 the tattoo it cl- actually is of the Fanner Troop, and he claims that that he's one of the four the Fanner Troop's four divas. So it's like the Spice Girls, except more murdery. <laughs> no, it's uh, so it's Devas. I think Devas? we've talked about this on an episode in uh, when we were covering Yu Hakusho. But the four Devas are a concept from certain schools of Buddhism of like the four gods of the different directions. Mm. They're supposed to be people who are fearsome warriors for Buddha who scare people into belief. Um, and it's a common thing in especially Japanese culture where in, like, an armed organization you have, like, four bosses named the Devas. Like, if you look at Shadowloo in Street Fighter Two, in the initial release of the game, when you fought the four mini-bosses, they were actually called the Devas, and you weren't able to play as them in the original version of the game. Hmm. So but they eventually guys, became regular think, playable characters. Do you guys think Majitani's Scary Spice, Posh Spice, or Baby Spice? What do you guys think? I actually think he's Leonardo. Leonardo? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what do you think? I'm going with Scary Spice, just because he's got that attitude. But I who? I'm trying to think of like the Spice Girl personalities. Who was like the least... Maybe a little bit of Ginger and Scary. Like, Scary the aesthetic, but Ginger in terms of like thinking, I'm all that. You know, I, I think, I'll agree I think with you guys that. are wrong. He's a Samantha. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it could be. See that, but uh, yep, uh, Krapika. Well, b- based off the reveal of him being a, sh- a scary spice slash ginger, <laughs> Krapika's eyes become scarlet, easily defeat and easily defeat Majitani with a devastating punch that knocks him out but doesn't kill him. Krapika tells Majitani to remember three things: one, a genuine Fanatru tattoo has the member's number inscribed on the spider's tattooed back; two. Phantom troops have murdered so many people they don't bother counting. And three, do not ever mention the Phantom troop again, or he, again to him, or he will kill him and anybody that mentions it. So I know Rawr. that like clearly he was doing this because he was angry. But if you think about it logically, Majitani was out. He's literally saying this to everyone except for the person who needs to know. Well, the thing is that he doesn't need to know because everyone else needs to know around him. He already knows. So he know he learned his lesson. Everyone else better stay away yeah, from he that just, guy. Yeah, he just punched that into him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think you need to talk to anybody at that point. Once you get knocked the f out, it's like, <laughs> you know, don't need to learn anything else after that. Well, and then, if you don't know, now you know. Love it. Uh, everyone is just a little bit was shot was shook by Karapika's outburst with Leorio asking if he's okay and if they'll be okay around him. <laughs> Don't blame him. I, I mentioned this later because it also happens in the manga in 99, but this is very much like the scene in Yu Show during the final round of the Dark Tournament where Hiei comes back to the team side after he's absorbed the Dragon of the Darkness Flame and 
Kuwabara is just like, hey, uh, are you feeling all right? Are you? Is it okay if you're? Is it okay if you're like standing over here with your dragon man energy? Is that cool? Big dragon, Big dragon energy. energy. Yeah, yeah. goddamn it. Hashtag. <laughs> like uh, it's almost exactly the same thing. Yep. Uh, and then, and then, uh, yep. So Kurapika knew from the start that Majitani was actually a weak. Was actually a week. Was actually weak, and the tattoo was a fake. Was the fake? Oh, oh my <laughs> Big god! Fake. I'm sorry about these notes. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I re- I'm I misread it. Sorry, I'm saying that like I I misread it. I actually a week. I put the A in there. <laughs> he is the whole week. I did want the- I did want to say like maybe I forgot to say weak ass because usually that's what I would have typed. He's a punk ass. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's actually actually weak, and the tattoo was a fake. But his vision became almost completely red when he saw the spider. Oof. And it turns out Kropika loses it around any kind of spider. So the team makes sure that they'll keep him, keep him away from any spider. So I guess he's never going to be able to watch Spider-Man. No. <laughs> or enter the Spider-Verse. He just keeps punching the screen. Spiders! <laughs> Or like he goes like it's it's like it's like he's sleeping in bed. Spider gets red and just fucking punches a hole in the bed with the spider. That's just the worst prank. Just put a whole bunch of fake spiders on him while he's sleeping. <laughs> it's like wakes it's like, up PTSD triggers. It's like oh hey Krapika, check out my cool new tattoo. It's a spider. Eyes get red and punches him. He will rip off your arm at that point. It's like god damn. <laughs> Teammate versus spider, not clickbait. <laughs> Major fail. Spider, spider prank gone wrong. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag amputation. There, t- there. It's that, that's the uh, secret to beating uh, Karapika. Just put a spider on the teammate and you go nuts. <laughs> they lose. All right. So, so next up is Lorio versus the next prisoner, who yeah. is uh, the masked prisoner, actually. So, who is the masked prisoner? I don't know. She but- does have pink hair. Wait, wait, what? I, I don't know. Are you sure it's a, a woman? You know, actually, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know anything about them. In the English dub, it sounds like a female voice. Yeah, it might be, maybe. You never know, though. That's true, that's true. In the, du- in the dub, it definitely sounds like a female voice, but they don't actually show the face, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we this, don't know, though. It this could whole be. thing feels like when they were in Yu Show when they were fighting um, Team Masho, you know, where they were all wearing the fucking clan outfits. <laughs> And then they would take them off. Yeah. Do you, so, I guess, do you guys want to place bets and see if maybe sh- the person that's a fighter is a woman? I'll bet. I don't want to bet actual money. But How much hours do you want to bet? Yeah, how many hours? hours? For my prison sentence? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Five hours. All right. Five hours in prison for... No, wait, no five years. Five uh, yeah. Five, yeah, we'll do five hours. Okay. Five hours. The thing I'm more wondering the about. No. The thing <laughs> I'm more wondering about is why does she know the big muscle man? Oof. Hmm. So when they spent a lot of time in prison together, you see what happens is. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. Is this a mixed gender prison? I mean, I there, there's there's probably like se- there's probably like something like maybe like maybe a, a separation thing but maybe like gather them based off of their skills and their abilities yeah one branch is the because we actually haven't really seen the prison cells so like there's probably like one branch uh where all the male prisoners stay and one branch where all the women prisoners yeah. stay yeah it's a huge ass castle like so probably 70 something floors tower. right tower whatever like 73 yeah so the, there's got to be some mixed gender area or sorry sorry the separate gender gendered areas i mean i mean even like adx florence separates her prisoners i believe but i think the majority of the prisoners are like male though 
But we'll, we'll get into the ADX Florence chat later on and on our next serial killer podcast. But I really anyways. hope that's not our fucking cultural lesson next, next week. <laughs> hey, so let's learn about ADX Florence and the various terrorists <laughs> slash traitors that live there. No. Uh, anyways, uh, let's, I'll go through the optional manga addendums and the differences. So, um, so it shows an example of lying an old maid. So, like before, and when they showed the card games, like Karapika and Aliri are playing, it was actually just a random person holding an old maid card, saying, "This is the old maid," versus mm. just them fight, like them playing cards. Um, in the manga, the candle instantly starts burning fast versus the slow start. Then the candle burning faster, so it's like as soon as it lives, it goes, psh, just like waiting a little bit, but that might just be manga stuff. Uh, Kilo points out how Majitani doesn't seem like he's killed before in the manga, and the anime surpri- just surprises us by his weakness. So I don't know if Killua, they, they showed Killua talking about that, but yeah, he points out that this guy doesn't seem like he killed before. Uh, the manga revealed that he has steel knuckles, knuckles embedded in his hands versus breaking the floor with brute strength. So instead of telling it later, it shows the x-ray of his giant block in his hand. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. Uh, this guy's got some weird plastic surgery going on. I guess steel surgery in that case. Uh, there are hand bone bonding devices similar to external boxing hand wraps devoted to stopping the bone from splaying? Yeah, so let me explain that. Basically, the, when people say brass knuckles, it's actually less about what is on your knuckles and more about how it keeps the rest of your bones wrapped together. So what he actually has, the steel part is not the part facing the ground. He didn't hit it with the steel part. The steel part is there to keep his hand from breaking apart. I gotcha. That's probably for the best. Yeah, that's how boxing hand wraps work. Nice. Uh, if if noted case in the 2011 version, note Leorio treats Karapika after the fight the way Karap... Like you mentioned before, I think you mentioned this before, that, that he treats he that he treats Leorio like a... Or no, Leorio treats Karapika like a Kurobar treats he after he absorbed the dragon and returned to the corner. Like, uh, hey, you okay, man? Yeah. Yeah, mm. that might have been more evident in the manga than it was in uh, 2011. Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. So in the 99 version, they spend more time speculating why the non like non-buff, non-violent dude is in prison. Like they don't they don't spell it out directly because in the manga in 2011, I think they're both like he's in prison for fro- uh, he's in prison for bombing. In this, they're like, what could he be in prison for? Ooh. Um, so there's a decent breeze going the entire time as opposed to going up and down. I don't know why they chose that, but they did. Uh, they the candle dude is significantly more handsome, taller, and leanly muscular than he is in the manga or 2011 for some reason. Hmm. Um, so in in the 2011 version, he's like shown as snivelly, and this he's more like, hey, he's like buff. Um, he's like it's like it's like I made bombs for a living. Also, I benched 500 pounds. No, he's not buff, but he's like svelte. He's svelte. Yeah. Uh, so Majitani is drawn gray rather than blue, which I don't know why they did this in 2011 because. He's not supposed to look like a joke unless you hear his inner monologue, because in the manga, he seems serious until you hear his inner monologue. And in the anime of 99, in the 99 anime, he seems serious until you hear his inner monologue. So I don't know why they did the blue skin. I actually think it actively detracts from the scene. Um, but the warden mentions it was uh, weird to have seen a Kurta like there. Which is, I, I'm very confused as to how many people know that Kurta existed, how many people know they no longer exist. Because, like, 
a lot of people were like, oh, why is this person strong? But, like, other people are like, oh, yeah, he's just a Kurta, not acknowledging, like, wait, I thought they all died, or, oh, this guy's the last one. So it's just, like, this weird inconsistency. Like, I feel mm-hmm. they should either, no one should know what they are because they've completely fallen into legend, or everyone should have, like, seen a fucking news story about the only survivor of this genocide. Gotcha. Uh, and then this episode continues uh, further than the equivalent 2011 episode, so there was some sh- stuff for the next episode in it. Oh, I see. Cool. Interesting. All right. So what did you guys think of this? these two episodes? I thought they were pretty funny. Uh, at least I thought they were kind of fun, uh, especially the uh, <laughs> the Majitani fight. Uh, I definitely like the they up the, uh, the action a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I say up the action, but it's like uh, they're moving forward now, uh, actually showing more uh, combat and such. Um, I have to admit that uh, I was pretty disappointed on our uh, what's it, what's the first guy's name, the fat one, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, yeah Tampa. I kind of wish that he actually did do the analysis of, oh yeah, if I continued on with this fight. Uh, that guy would have kept me from surrendering and tortured me and wasted all our time. That's why I surrendered. But uh, no, he, they made him out to be the typical cliche. Uh, oh, I'm just doing this to screw with you guys. The typical cliche troll, I guess. Uh, I was hoping there'd be more to him, but he seems to be a very one-note character. Uh, I yeah. did, however, appreciate uh, the more insight to Karapika. He's one of the characters that's still uh, holding my interest in this. Him and Killua and Ahsoka. Yeah. But fuck Leora, though. No, I, I really like Kurapika in this series of episodes, but I honestly think, like, I really don't like this segment of the Hunter exam. I think it's redundant with a lot of other stuff, and while there are good parts of it, like Kurapika's match, I think a lot of the other stuff could have been done as very short scenes in, like, one single episode. Like, if they had consolidated the entirety of Trick Tower into one episode, I would have preferred it, because later phases of the Hunter exam and earlier phases, if you just took out Trick Tower, test the exact same things as Trick Tower, and, like, do them in better ways. Yeah, actually kind of, isn't, this is technically a tournament arc, right? Kind of. Um, I cool. would be uh, hesitant about that because there's, like, actually more of an explicit tournament later in the Hunter exam. I guess, I don't know. It, it's, it's giving me the, the tournament vibe, you know, the one-on-one elimination mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, But it's not a tournament because there's only one, t- there's only a one-on-one team fight. It's like, so a, it's more yeah, like, it's a team fight, essentially. Yeah, gotcha. it's, it's like a King of Fighters match without there being a turn- tournament around it. I gotcha. I'm counting it, though. Yeah, I, I think... I mean, these episodes are fun. Um, and I can see a little bit of, like, maybe going into more interesting themes. But for right now, it seems like a very typical, like, adventure story. I think I very it's I love I like it so far. I really like it a lot, but I think like the depth and like the subver- subversion that um people tell me about Hunter Hunter, I feel like I it's not it, we aren't seeing it yet, at least yeah. in like the beginning episodes. Season 1 is very much like a hey, it's just actually the thing that we're going to eventually criticize. Mhm. Um also, I think you guys might have co- covered it last episode, but I hadn't gotten here yet. They do start sowing the seeds of, like, there is something weird about these characters. Like, when they had gone, basically, try to commit suicide to win. Um, So they're starting to plant the seeds of, like, oh, wait, this isn't just normal Shonen determination. This guy was actually trying to kill himself. 
like stuff like that. I guess, but they they played it off as gone, not like really understanding what he was doing. He was just trying to one up uh, Netero. And no, I, I I understand, but I'm saying that it only in retrospect when later things happen, you're just like, oh shit, that was actually a sign of something that will happen later. Gotcha. Um, I'd also say, like, I think part of the reason I dislike this part so much has to do with literally the next episode. Peter, you know what I'm talking about. We're like the next match. It's just like, why did this even have to happen? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm I, I well aware what happens. <laughs> uh, I yeah, definitely no, have. Right at one point, that. I did laugh at one point in that episode. Another point, it's oh god, this really ruined a character. Yeah. No, it's well, it's very much like yeah. a yeah. I do yeah. Well, that's one that I do agree. It's like uh. I was not a big fan of it. I, I guess it was kind of funny for what it was, but it's like, uh, I don't know. It feels very like something that happened during the attack on Tarukane's compound in Yu Hakusho. I, gu- I guess, yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like the feeling that this series is still like finding its feet in terms of like, what it wants to be. So I'm not like... I'm not expecting for like my my total mindset to be changed after watching this series. I have to to question my place in life. Have I, an essential crisis. I, You're I'm not about there yet. <laughs> I think um, I I don't know. I I believe Patrick has told you guys uh, my main criticism about this mm-hmm. show. I think like the individual episodes are fine, and I think they're like right now what's holding me over this show is the characters mm-hmm. and the promise that I hear so much good things about this anime. That's what's like keeping me in. But like if it wasn't for those stuff, I probably would have like dropped this anime honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, I think um, Patrick might have mentioned this before, but my main criticism is the fact that I still don't even exactly know what a hunter is. I have some inkling as to what it's supposed to be. I know there's, like, different hunters, gourmet hunters, blacklist mm-hmm. hunters. I can infer there's probably such a thing as a treasure hunter or a monster hunter. Try. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, I don't know exactly how many different hunters they are. I don't know exactly. They're Why big. they but exist societally. Yeah. How they interact with societies, nations, all that. It, so... It's... They get into that in excruciating detail in the part of the manga right after the end of the anime, but it's still like, they still haven't, they make it make sense in the current world, but they explain that the Hunter Association has been around for at least 200 years, so I'm still curious as to why they needed to exist a couple hundred years ago. Like, they do make it incredibly obvious that they do have a necessary function now, Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't make sense historically. But it's like my, my thing is um, now. Granted, hunter is a term of like a, a. It's a generic term for us in English, but it's like in the world, it's like it's special, meaningful term. But if you compare it to like One Piece and Naruto, they clearly establish how important a pirate and a ninja is. Pirate is more of an outlaw figure, of course, but ninja is, of course, very dedicated to the world, very big, and that's the thing. Is like those show clearly indicate the hook and why it's important for these main characters to want to go for this hook. Whereas Hunter Hunter, uh, I really, with the exception of Karapika, I really don't see the appeal of these characters wanting to be hunters other than uh, its fame and fortune. Karapika at least has a goal in mind, use the resources to get revenge. But all the other characters is, we're just doing it for the shits and giggles, essentially. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that makes I, enough sense right now. 
Yeah, but, I, I kind of took me a little bit to realize it, but now I'm seeing what you mean. Like, you know, there wasn't any established thing like, oh, this is what a hunter does. Like, it doesn't show, oh, this is what makes a hunter a badass or why it's important to the world or how it contributes to society. It's like, oh, a hunter is a good thing to be. You get money and stuff, and it's just like imply that it's good. Yeah, it's like I, I get um, hint. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, without like really spoiling anything, I'm going to say that there was a time in the past where not as much dangerous stuff came into the human world. And that now it periodically bad things come into human society and hunters kind of exist to develop a society of people with special skills who during peacetime can just do sort of whatever and are given these, you know, abilities and contracts with like nations and stuff. But in expe- in special circumstances and Peter, you finished the series, right? No, uh, no, this is I'm actually going to this blind. I have not read oh, the manga. I thought. Oh, I thought you had. Sorry. Okay, I, I did watch so, a little bit ahead. Yeah, we, we, uh, we from finished, now. Yeah, we finished the um that that tournament, the, this little tournament arc thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, but so I'm actually... under under special circumstances. Hunters are like the only people who can deal with certain things, and so there is a geopolitical reason to allow this non-governmental organization to exist outside of the purview of normal law. That so being the said, it's not explained till after this anime ends. Oh wow! Yeah, so if you're, you're you don't get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's that's going to be just a criticism that continues on because I, I think especially with again a lot of uh, anime, a lot of anime that I have huge problems with, mind you, they do a really good job of establishing the world and the importance of their role without even necessarily going too into it. Like, uh, again, Naruto, they didn't fully go into, like, the different ranks of the ninjas and all that, but they do establish how important ninjas are, the top ninja, and what it means for the main character to become the top ninja, essentially. Well, even Demon Slayer did a good job on it, right? Well, it, yeah, but Demon Slayer, I'd say it's more different in that, like, it, it's, a, it's a secret organization uh, meant to killing demons. It's not. But the re- thing is that you got the point of it. Like, you, yeah, like, you got exactly. The, by the like by the fifth episode the fourth third or fourth episode you got the gist of what they're supposed to be and how they contribute to society exactly and i don't know if it's a case of like again like the terms uh pirate pirates and ninja they're obviously pirates are of course freaking seafarings breaking the laws pillaging and such ninjas are ninjas ninja uh shurikens mm-hmm. um smoke screens all that so we can easily Ninpo. infer uh stuff from that whereas hunter hunters are very um uh, what's the word I'm it looking for? It means something in English. It, it, we can infer that, like, they hunt, but it's, like... It's the, very broad? Yeah, it's broad. Thank you. No, th- that's why I, I earnestly believe the word hunter is a bad thing here, and it should be seeker, but seeker-seeker doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, because it should be a more generic term, because it is the idea of pursuing something. But um, this um, is, again, not... Wait, this is. I, oh, I just wanted to say, maybe point it out and... Maybe because you know how in many series they usually have like the POV or point of view character who acts like in place of the audience of learning like what this world is about is like Togashi purposely making Hunter very vague and having from like Gon's point of view because it seems like he doesn't know what being a hunter is really about. Hmm. He That's why he's going on this journey to find out why his dad left um his him behind in order to learn what's so great about this so i, I, I wonder if he's you. purposely 
keeping very that very vague and we as the audience will learn as gone will be exposed to it that's a really good perspective though actually i do agree that yeah i I like that perspective where it's like you know we don't know but we're not supposed to know it's something we have to discover with gone as we go along on this journey sort of thing i'd also put out there that the hunter association itself uh goes out of their way to keep a certain level of secrecy around it to the point where the majority of what people know outside of there as hunters are actually blacklist hunters and stuff like gourmets are mostly kept in the organization as knowledge. Mm. Hmm. Like uh, blacklist hunters or things related to that, like people who do combat or like, you know, people who like find stolen artifacts. So basically the hunter association markets itself externally as like, Hey, we're an organization of specialists. And they're like, what do you mean specialists? And I'm like, well, we can't tell you what we do, but we do have people who can physically take down people who have like, like fucking automatic weapons and can take them down by hand. So if you want to hire the most skilled, most knowledgeable bodyguards on earth, uh, you're welcome to. And then they're like, wait, but, but that only seems to account for like a fraction of like your membership. It's like, don't worry about the rest of them. So basically, the hunters are the eighteen. Then, no hunters are like it's basically like, hey, what if you wanted the most absolutely talented like fighting force on the yeah, planet? Yeah, the A team. No, 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 but like hireable individually. But we also support an entire ecosystem of people with incredibly specialized skills that do not have to do with fighting. Yeah, the eight. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I would say to an extent, uh, one thing that it's probably too late now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's obviously too late, but. One thing the the beginning episodes of the anime probably could have used to help alleviate this problem mm-hmm. is if they showed us like an outside perspective, like how the normal citizens views the uh, hunters, essentially. Wait, um, Peter, just checking. You saw you saw the only twenty eleven, right? Yes. So the manga and the ninety nine version open with a dude kind of explaining some stuff about hunters, like basically like a a figure who was the one who told Gon like, "Hey, your dad's not dead. I'm a hunter. I trained under your dad. Your dad like looks for relics, and he basically is like an archaeolo- archaeologist. Hunters don't just fight. Sometimes they like are renowned archaeologists. Oh wow, yeah, that honestly would have made a difference for me. Honestly, that's one of the biggest problems I have with twenty eleven is them removing the part where they're literally like, "Hey." There are other hunters than people who fight. Yeah, that, that what you described to me, that probably would have alleviated this major concern for me. That would be enough of an explanation to be interested in while still keeping vague so that we're still learning. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, because basically we're just going in just like saying, oh, trust us. Hunters are great. Hunters are amazing. You, everyone hunters wants to be a hunter. Cool. Yeah. And it's like, but why? Yeah. Gone guy, the hunter guy. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, I guess, like, do any of you guys have any uh, other thoughts just, like, on this episode specifically as opposed to just about uh, Hunters? Like, I mean, I guess, like, what are you expecting coming up for, like, the rest of this tower? Extreme murder. More deception. Not everything's as as it seems. Yes, yeah, so much deception. I fucking hate the next episode. <laughs> oh, oh man! Well, hang on to your horses. Uh, I'm I'm prepared, and I acknowledge that right now we are in the uh, happy-go-lucky moment of Hunter Hunter. And I oh, yeah, where everyone starts dying. Yes, the happy-go-lucky moment. <laughs> well, I mean, st- yeah, it is the happiest part, of Hunter Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> man, that guy died. High five. 
Yeah, did you see that one guy who just basically got eaten by those giant monsters while climbing down? Dude, did you see that eight-year-old that fucking killed those people and threw them off the ship? <laughs> hey, he's 12. Also, I wish Megan was here, so... Because there's, like, a part later that's portrayed as happier than this section, but it definitely features two good guys torturing a serial killer to death as practice. Oh, God. Sounds happy-go-lucky to me. <laughs> hunter, hunter, baby. <laughs> Very PG. So I guess I'll close things out. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to The Spirit Hunters. Um, Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat um, at our Facebook at Spirit Hunter Pod or at our Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod or buy (laughs) us some coffee at ko-fi.com slash spirithunterpod and remember that you can listen to us either on iTunes, Spotify or wherever else podcasts aren't sold Um, and then today's intro music was made by soul slash harmoyo check them out at youtube.com slash user slash harmoyo with two o's and the outro music um, is the intro music for the Arabic dub of the Hunter x Hunter 99 series. And it's actually a translation of the first Japanese ending, Kaze no Uta. Enjoy! <laughs> Alright, see you on the other side! See ya! See ya! See ya! Kodlama taina, bilaz min tafadat yuna, fi hudu illai. Yeah,